This is Pat Perdue's Customer Experience Podcast. Every episode, we take a closer look at companies who are getting customer experience right from over the phone, social, apps, or in person. There are some companies that are just really good at this. What are they doing differently to make great customer experience happen? Listen in and find out. Pat Perdue's Customer Experience Podcast starts now. Welcome back. I'm Pat Perdue, and I'm really glad you've joined me today. We've got a great show for you. You know I'm a huge proponent of retail, and I was in charge of customer experience at Tommy Hilfiger before customer experience was even a thing. And since that time, lots of retail companies have been my clients, including Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, and tons others both in the U.S. and Canada. So here's the thing. Traditional retail has been on a slow but steady decline for probably the last decade, so much so that retailers were getting super creative to find ways to bring you into the store. In-store mini concerts, dining options like great coffee shops or pop-up kitchens were becoming a trend in some of the higher-end stores. And then, you guessed it, COVID hit, and the way we used to shop is pretty much history. So if you're like me, you're still shopping, but now it's on Amazon, from your couch. But I'm going to suggest that that's functional. You want something, maybe you wait for it to go on sale, Maybe it goes on sale, you buy it. But think back to when shopping was fun. It was an event. Remember you used to say things like, hey, let's go shopping. (laughs) Especially when you would get to go to your favorite store. So what made going to that store great? Maybe it was because of the vibe or the energy. And that's probably because the sales associates were amazing. Maybe they gave you some awesome insider intel about an item you were considering. Maybe they saved you some money by hooking you up with a cheaper option that did everything you needed. Or maybe it was just fun to geek out about your favorite things with someone who gets you. There's a local Mac store down the street that fits this description for me. I love going in there. It's called Beach Mac, a little bit of a shout out right here in Toronto. And hitting the website, eh, it's just not the same as dropping in. So since you probably can't go to that favorite store of yours, or maybe these days you're less inclined to... What if there is a way to somehow bring that in-store magic to you? So you still get to hang out with your favorite associates, browsing through the latest stuff, and you're still on your couch in the comfort of your home. Well, my friends, you can do that. And today's guest makes it happen. Oscar Sachs is the CEO and co-founder of SalesFloor. SalesFloor empowers store associates to provide the personalized service customers love by connecting store associates to shoppers, both in-store and online. Think FaceTiming with your favorite sales associate who's right there in the store. SalesFloor has over 45,000 associates from leading retailers in apparel, beauty, jewelry, and baby items and toys. SalesFloor is redefining the role of store associates in North America and globally. And with retail trending how it's been trending, simply put, they're the future of retail. I'm going to let our guest, Oscar Sachs, explain it in a bit more detail. But first, let me tell you about Oscar. As I mentioned, Oscar Sachs is the CEO and co-founder of SalesFloor, formerly a retail executive responsible for store operations at the Aldo Group and Best Buy. Oscar led some of retail's earliest omni-channel initiatives to create a bridge between the online and -and bricks-and-mortar retail worlds. Oscar Sachs is the founder of several successful startups in the retail digital space, such as AdSplash Media, the first company to develop a digital media program for the top online e-commerce sites. Oscar earned his MBA from McGill University. 
And to give you a sense of how Oscar and Salesfloor are different, I just want to read this from their website. Salesfloor believes that associates are product experts, trusted advisors, and social influencers for customers in their local communities. In today's omnichannel world, retail chains have a unique opportunity to leverage their biggest competitive asset, their people. With that in mind, it's fitting that Oscar and I began our conversation discussing the Star Associate of the Year Award, which Salesfloor created to recognize the specific contribution of the industry's best retail associates. And here's my conversation with Salesfloor CEO and co-founder, Oscar Sachs. Our mission has always been to modernize the role of a store associate. Uh, many of us at Salesforce come from retail backgrounds and um, you know, have personal feelings towards store associates you know, and uh, all the work that they've done and how to evolve their capabilities in, in this fast you know, uh, retail changing world. Uh, but during the pandemic, it was never clearer um, that you know, the retail associates were going through such an incredible change. And we just felt compelled to recognize them in a way that we haven't before. And um, I think someone said it great is that they've been recognized as frontline workers. And that's what they, they are during this crisis. And they went from store closures to uh, layoffs to having to reinvent the store experience for safety. And it's just been inspiring because we have over 45,000 associates across many different retailers using our platform. And we see and hear all the stories of what they're going through. And it just inspired us to say, let's create um, a lot of attention around what retail store associates really are doing um, and how they're adapting during this crisis. And I think, you know, the, uh, the awards went exactly the way we would have liked it. It went viral. Um, even, you know, associates that are not on our platform were being nominated. And it really spread to kind of recognize uh, associates going beyond the call of duty. And then we had just a great panel of experts, uh, industry leaders who uh, picked from all of those nominations who the, uh, the winners were. So we're really proud and I think this is going to be a nice tradition. We're going to continue it every year uh, and continue to highlight how uh, Store Associates is, you know, really a career opportunity. Uh, its role is evolving and uh, it's going to be an exciting space to, uh, to play in. For sure. I couldn't agree more. I took some time taking a look at the YouTube video of the ceremony and I was really touched by the authenticity and the passion behind which the sales associates were honored and they were truly, truly honored in their, you know, as you said it, in their excellent work that they do for retail, especially during these times of COVID. Yeah, I mean, these are real people, right? And uh, often tech companies don't connect well with, with the human side of their customers, but uh, we do. Uh, our background is retail. We believe in, you know, the continued growth of the retail industry, but specifically, we believe in store associates and um, we think that they play a critical role in the retail transformation. And we're, we're just thrilled to be part of that. And what a great segue to talk about what Salesfloor does, because I think you provide the connectivity between the technology and the human aspect of the retail experience. You know, often when we think of, let's say, 
you know, shopping from our couch, which I think everybody during COVID, we've all done it, we all do it. And we typically go online and eliminate the human aspect of it. But you're kind of flipping that entire paradigm on its ear. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds pretty simple today. But uh, five years ago, when we started, uh, there was a really, you know, uh, disconnect between uh, two retail worlds. One was the digital online world, and one was the store world. And uh, retailers understood that. And they, there were many in initiatives. And the number one priorities of retailer was to invest in omni-channel strategies, which was all about bridging the online and store. But no one really thought about sales experience. They, you know, they were focused on inventory, logistics, customer data. Uh, but no one said, why is the experience so different in sales? When I go online, I'm in a self-service environment compared to when I go in store, I have somebody who can help me uh, make my purchase and understand product. And so we were really the first to come and say, why isn't a store associate uh, serving customers when they're not in the store. It's the fastest segment of a retailer, which is the online customer. Uh, they're researching, they're browsing, they're buying, but they're completely disconnected from people who actually are trained to sell product. So that's really where the journey began. And it was about saying that uh, the store associate needs to have more tools to increase their capabilities so that they can continue to add value like they did over the last hundred years uh, and not be replaced by e-com. If anything, a retailer's core strategy should be give tools to the associates so that they can leverage e-com, leverage digital, and overall, uh, all the data is abundantly clear when you combine an online experience with a store sales experience, uh, you will have much better conversions and um, you're basically taking the convenience of online with the quality of a salesperson. And that ultimately will give you much better than being uh, in one channel on its own. So we're talking about clienteling specifically. Can you walk us through, for those who are like, what are they talking about? Walk us through sort of what happens if I go on to a retail site that is using Salesfloor, what's the experience gonna be? And I'm, I'm happy you brought up clienteling because clienteling has been around for about 15 years and there's been some technology solutions in that space. But really today, it's almost hard to even call it clienteling because it really has radically evolved. Uh, but you're right, we are in that clienteling space, which is about how do you serve your customers, but it is radically different than the past. And the main reason is instead of just saying, I want a tool to serve my in-store customer, it expanded to a whole range of features that allow you to serve your online customers. So, to the point that you were uh, asking, uh, when you are on an e-commerce site and you're, you're essentially shopping an online catalog, uh, there was no service there before. But now what we're doing is allowing an online customer to see real associates uh, working in their nearest store near them, and they're able to engage with them like they would in store. They're able to message, chat, do video consultations, and through a host of different shopping apps, they are basically getting served online. And one of the most powerful things about that is not just the service, which is great, that, that does definitely increase conversions online. But one of the most powerful thing is because it's a local associate helping them, those conversations lead to the customer going back into the store. So this has become a critical traffic driver of customers into the store. And we're able to track all of that so that 
Uh, retailers understand when your associates serve customers online, that is not only impacting your online sales, which we track and credit that back to the store, but we also are showing them how that led to an in-store sale. And that is solving two of the most important objectives retailers have. Number one, how do I differentiate my customer experience? Well, it's simple. Bring your associates online to serve your customer. And two, uh, how do I drive traffic in stores? Because we all know without store traffic, the retailer is not going to exist. So that functionality, you know, fundamentally addressed their core objectives. And then one of the super engaging aspects for the associates is that instead of trying to hit their budgets with only a customer walking into the store, we now open the entire online world for them to help them hit their budgets because we've linked that when a store serves a customer online, the store will get credit for that sale. And we were the first to do that. And that has fundamentally improved the ability for a store to hit their store comps because they are now online sellers as much as they are in-store sellers. Makes so much sense. So much to unpack from what you just said. Something that really stood out was building and maintaining store loyalty. And especially these days during COVID, people are just not going into the stores as much as they would have or if at all, yet Salesfloor provides them with the opportunity to maintain that customer loyalty, even if they can't actually visit the store that they normally would have visited. Absolutely. And the number one impact that we're having is to address the issue of competition and the fact that retailers were losing their differentiation because as online got more and more convenient, uh, the perfect example, obviously, Amazon they can compete on convenience. And online, they were the same or less than Amazon because everybody is essentially a shopping cart and a product catalog online. So the key for them was, how do I differentiate myself from Amazon? Well, the answer is Amazon doesn't have store associates located near their customers that can serve customers online. So this was a fundamental uh, strategy. And then the exciting part is, once that opened the door, it really led to, uh, I guess, a renaissance of what else can my store associates do that they weren't doing in the past? And all of a sudden, it led retailers to say, we have thousands of associates that could be reaching out to customers. So the first example we gave is they're serving customers on the e-com. But the second example is, why aren't we leveraging our associates as a personalized outreach channel? Why are they not engaging customers uh, by email, by text, and, and trying to create demand with our customers, which traditionally has been the role of marketing. But as you know, marketing is a one-way communication. It just pushes out information. Customers can't reply to a marketing newsletter. They can't engage in a conversation, ask questions, and get help. So the minute you start thinking about your associates, not to do marketing, but it's more about upselling, cross-selling, doing the things they do every day in store, and you scale that so that associates know exactly every day who, why, and when uh, should I reach out to a customer. And we've been able to prove that when they do it, they are converting much better than marketing because they're more personalized, they can engage in a conversation, they can end up bringing the customer into the store, uh, or they can make a recommendation online and have the customer convert. So for all those reasons, the outreach capability opened the new world again for the role of the store associate. And then with the pandemic, we've seen uh, a host of new virtual capabilities that is being accelerated 
that we had before, but it's getting accelerated today. So when you think about virtual appointments, consultations, when you think about stores organizing events, whether it's in store or online and doing you know, video conferencing with a thousand customers at a time and presenting the new products that just hit the store, these are all great examples of how the role of a store associate has changed. And if anything, this transformation was not about, you know, uh, oh God, we got to justify our existence. This transformation was about showing how store associates can help retailers leapfrog to a whole other level in how they engage with customers. And they can do that in a way that web onlys or Amazons of the world can't compete. That's so cool. And I'm thinking of all of the potential massive applications that could happen. Like imagine a new product launch store-wide, the associates reach out to the customers with whom they've developed a rapport with. They all join in on the new product launch. So there's thousands of people attending at the same time with their store associates. And then they can go off and have have one-on-one conversations with those specific store associates to talk about the product and things that will go with the product and accessories and all of those other things. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's one of the fastest trending features. And uh, you're going to see that probably within the next couple of months. We're launching even cooler things. But the idea here is, you know, we've seen gym trainers, right? They can't train in the gym anymore, but they're now, some of them are training 10,000 people at a time. Or you see Peloton is setting that example well, the same thing is going to happen in retail. You are going to be able to live stream as an associate. And so as a customer, you can go online and you could see at any given time, here are the 30 different live streams going on during the day. And you can watch instead of a boring product detail page that just has a static image of a product, you'll actually see a real associate next to merchandise uh, showcasing that product. And I think that's going to potentially be a fast growing way that customers interact with uh, the digital experience. And we also are doing cool things with uh, intelligent data. So when you want an associate to reach out, it's not about them calling or emailing a customer or texting them and saying, you know, hey, we have a sale, but it's so much more personalized. If you bought a pair of pants three weeks ago, that associate will be triggered to reach out and say, hey, you might like this shirt that just came in. It's perfect for what you just war. So uh, the associates are going to get more and more intelligent using data on creating the right basket for you. Uh, It's a new product, actually, we're calling Basket Builder that's coming out soon. And it's going to allow associates not only to recommend a product, but show you how that product fits with what you've already purchased or show you the complete solution of what that product goes with. And now the customer is going to get a lot more value. I'm not just getting a recommendation for a pair of pants, but I'm getting a look as a recommendation which helps me dress better. Love it. And as a guy who really doesn't know how to dress. <laughs> I'm in that same bucket. I love that idea because I'll walk into a store and I, I don't know, and I don't want to spend too much time browsing around. So I'm basically going to say, I need a suit. I need a shirt that goes with it. I need a tie that goes with it. Hook me up. And so those kind of recommendations from somebody whose taste is probably better than my own. Super appreciate it. Do you find that that kind of service might skew demographically one way or another? Who's the kind of person that would want to take advantage of that? We're really seeing adoption across the board. And we're seeing that, interestingly enough, we're seeing that at the associate level. So which associates in which industries are more prone to benefit from these kind of features? We're really seeing it's across the board. 
Uh, you have the veteran guy who's been around for 20 years, who sells the most, who's uh, using the features in certain ways. And then you have the new up and comer who's hungry and wants to build his clientele using it in other ways. So we have many different components. You can have social selling, uh, which is posting on Instagram and so on. You have others using the outreach components more, others like, you know, just serving customers online. So the key is really, you know, every associate will gravitate towards a capability that speaks to them more and they tend to do well at that. I think on the customer side as well, at all ages, I think the requirement is if there's value in service, the customer is appreciating the fact that they can interact with stores. And when we talk about the capabilities, you know, we're talking about them, you know, receiving emails or interacting with text or doing video chat. And I think that's one of the things the pandemic has done is it really catapulted every demographic to be super users of technology. So we're not really seeing any niche markets, we're seeing the average customer who needs some help online is preferring to interact with the local store because that's what they're comfortable with. Your reference to how the pandemic has accelerated our use of technology and it has created a whole bunch of super users of technology. How has that impacted your business? Because you're basically, you must just be going crazy now with people just not going into brick and mortar stores like they used to. Absolutely. I mean, retail is notorious for being slow moving. There's always a few early adopters, but on average, the retail industry is not an early adopter of tech, which is why the, the web onlys, you know, the Amazons of the world had such a big advantage. But we're seeing very clear shift where decisions are being made at the executive level. They have reprioritized their critical roadmap and we're seeing them push down change very, very quickly. So we are definitely seeing a much quicker adoption. I don't think any retailer needs to be convinced that Uh, Store associates need tools to serve customers online. And I think they are in a fight to survive. So they are moving fast. And the pandemic has been just the most tragic thing I think I've ever experienced in my lifetime. But on a positive note, one thing it has done is it has allowed uh, retail to accelerate transformation. And that just might be the thing that is critical to, you know, their long-term health. And so uh, we're, we're just happy to be part of that that ride. I agree with you that, you know, retail is in a position where it needs to transform. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because you're basically a lifeline to, you know, the destiny or the future of, of retail, pandemic or no pandemic. If you cast your mind into a post-pandemic world, let's say a year from now or 18 months from now, whenever that's going to be, what do you see as some of the changes that will you know, the genies out of the box. We're just not going back in terms of some of the new developments that have happened in retail. Great question. And, you know, in the last year, the biggest question people were trying to understand is where is retail going, right? You just had a a wave of issues and you had hyper growth online and it wasn't clear, but I actually think the vision now for everybody is clear of where we're going so retailers are cutting their, their physical store footprint. They're not shutting down. They are just rationalizing that we don't need as many stores. We may need to cut a third of our stores. We still have two thirds left, but we need to cut a third of our stores just because customers are changing. Uh, that will dramatically improve the financial health of retailers just by doing that. Second of all, they are accelerating their investment in omni-channel strategies, which is we want our customer to be able to get served anywhere 
and fulfill anywhere at any time. And once the core systems are in place and, and once that is launched, retailers are actually doing very, very well. And because they are now giving to customers the convenience of digital, but as well as the ability to pick up in store or get served by stores or leverage the best of both worlds in a seamless way. So you're going to see a rationalization of store count. You're going to see less inventory in the stores and more uh, endless aisle capabilities where you're fulfilling from you know, different distribution centers or from other stores, but you don't need to have a huge amount of inventory in every store. And then you're going to see, uh, which is what our space is, you're going to see a, a, an investment into virtual selling, not through a call center, but through the same trained associates. Instead of, you know, you're not cutting down your labor, you are changing what your labor does in the stores so that you don't lose the value of real people driving connections with customers and sales. And uh, so you're going to see an, uh, an explosion in virtual selling because while traffic will rebound, because obviously we will be post-pandemic, it won't go back to pre-pandemic levels. So traffic was already slowly reducing in stores. And what you're going to see now is that got accelerated. And that's why retailers need to adjust the role of the associate to serve virtually as well as in store. So you will see less traffic in the stores. You know, I think from, from people I hear, they're thinking that versus pre-pandemic, you know, traffic will be down between 15 to 20% in the stores. So again, you still have two thirds of your stores left. You still have, you know, 80% of the traffic there and you have online exploding to, to try and make up for that. And you have store associates who, although they have 20% less traffic in their store, they're able to sell anywhere in the country 24 seven online. And that will not only replace, but will even position the store associate to sell even more than they were in the past. As we're winding down our conversation, and thanks, you know, for your time and your insights, there's a lot of store associates that do listen to this podcast, and they might be thinking, how can I succeed in that world? What do you see as some evolving skill sets that the ideal retail associate of the future that you're describing will be able to bring to the table? You know what? I've never been asked that before. I think it's a great question. Um, if I had to cite the number one, it's what I would call conversational sales. Everyone knows how to text and everyone knows how to email. So no one's going to have a problem learning those skills. That's embedded in our society right now. I think the number one thing would be, uh, you know, you're not texting your friend. It's still a customer interaction. So how do you develop the right skills to have a digital conversation and a digital service experience with your customer? And, you know, we've seen a great adoption from our associates, especially the younger generation uh, are really good at that. But I do think that we're in a moment of change. And I think that the associates will want to refine and increase the level of digital conversations that they're having with their customers. And that is, you know, how you write, basically, right, is the quality of your writing, as well as the quality of your video chat experience, for example, right? You don't want to wave the video around. You want to uh, maintain the right audio level and the right video level quality. So I think some of these are the things that they're going to, you know, have to be comfortable. And then the second one I would recommend is uh, their comfort in leveraging data. So, you know, today a customer walks in, 
they talk to the customer and based on that, they make recommendations. There is an enormous amount of data that retailers have built about their customers. And we are putting that in the hands of the associate. So how does the associate leverage the profile of the customer, the segmentation, the statistics, the transaction history, and the recommendations that these uh, AI machines are developing for customers that Amazon uses and you know personalizes so well? How do we put that kind of intelligent data in the hands of the associate so that they are combining the human filter and the machine filter for the best recommendation? That as well will give them an advantage over any recommendation engine out there because the human and machine filter together will always be better. Sounds amazing. And uh a little scary <laughs> and amazing because it just means that our interactions with the brands that we love the best will just be more and more relevant. And it provides a lifeline to the stores that we love to go to. Because, you know, sometimes I was just reading the other day, a storage had closed down. It was like, ah, shoot, I like that store. So uh, we never like to hear about that. So Oscar Sachs, Thank you so much for joining the podcast and really, really excited to hear about SalesFloor. And I wish you all the best in, uh, in the future. Thank you very much. It was uh, fun being with you. Likewise. Thanks again. And that was my conversation with SalesFloor CEO and co-founder, Oscar Sachs. I found it really interesting that SalesFloor is a technology that enhances the human-to-human -human experience of shopping while letting us shop from where we're most comfortable and these days, most safe. And that's from home. And then if we need to go in and say, try something on, once we get to the store, we can reconnect with the same associate who is helping us online. Talk about creating a great experience. Speaking of, thanks to my guest, Oscar Sachs, for joining us. And thanks to you for listening. I always appreciate it. And I'm going to leave you with a question. What can you do in your business or in your department to enhance the personal human aspect of what you offer your customers? It's tricky, right? Thanks again for listening. I'm Pat Perdue. See you next time.